research methods. Hello and welcome to the Research Methods Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogristov. Welcome back to our mini-series on biases in research, and today we continue talking about the respondent-related biases. That is, those biases which appear on the side of the respondent. And in our previous episode we talked about the social desirability bias. Today we talk about the habituation bias. And habituation means that you have a high degree of automaticity, so you automatically answer similar questions uh, or you automatically answer similar those questions which are worded similarly. And there are some reasons for this. The first one, we always try to optimize our energy use and our brain uses a lot of energy. Having a big battery of questions and going through all of them and looking at smallest differences is overloading our brain and we try to simplify it. People really tend to answer questions similarly if those questions are located on one page or belong to one block of questions. In the recent time I worked pretty often with the questionnaire on burnout. This is the Copenhagen burnout inventory. And in this questionnaire we have three constructs. The one is the personal burnout, the second one is work-related burnout, and the third one is the client-related burnout. And I noticed that if these questions are put all on one page, then the items are highly correlated, although it can happen that you have the work-related burnout, but you don't have burnout at home. Or you have burnout at home, you're completely exhausted emotionally because of what happens at home, and you go to work and you relax there. And if you have them all on one page, they are highly correlated. If you put them on different pages, then the correlation diminishes. In our last research, we put the third construct of burnout or third dimension of burnout, the client-related burnout on the next page, and we noticed that the client-related burnout was not really correlated with the personal burnout or work-related burnout. It is kind of weird, that is why we have to repeat this study, we cannot publish the results because we don't know. Was it because of posting those questions on the second page, or was it because indeed we made a study about home office that those people who are in home office suffer more from the work-related burnout, but less from the client-related burnout, just because they interact with clients much more seldom if they are in the home office. But anyway, we have to repeat now the study in order to know what is the problem. What we know that if you look at different questionnaires and usually you try to have several items for one latent construct, in order to know that you have measured something invisible, but which is there, like burnout, you ask several questions. Imagine that you read through the following questions. I feel tired every evening. I feel fatigued after I come home. I'm emotionally exhausted at the end of the day. All those questions relate to the same phenomenon, and actually if you see all those questions on the one page, then probably you would also tend to, if you are tired, just to put your cross in the questionnaire on this Likert scale from completely disagree to completely agree somewhere on the right. Or if you are neutral somewhere in the middle, and if you do not experience tiredness, then somewhere on the left hand side. But 
if you look in more detail, these items are a bit different. Being tired, let's say the physical or physiological exhausted, is different than being emotional exhausted. And it can happen if you go to sports, then probably you're physically exhausted, but emotionally you're pretty good, you have a good form, you are proud of yourself. Or vice versa, it can happen that you're completely emotionally exhausted because of some uncomfortable interaction with your peers or with your client, and at the same time you don't feel the physical exhaustion, and people stop paying attention to these small differences if those questions are located close to each other. And that is how the habituation bias appears. How I notice how habituation bias plays role in my research is, if you look at the Copenhagen burnout inventory, there are, I think, about 18 questions on burnout, and one of those questions is reversely coded. Almost always I have to sort out this item, because it is the only item which is not working, because it is always among the other items related to the same construct. This is the work-related burnout you always see that people notice that it's a different item, it has negative correlation, but it is in, not in so much negative as it should be. That is why I try to record the answer into positive, let's say from minus 6 make a 6, and from plus 6 make a minus 6, but it didn't really work. The loadings are not so high and you have to delete this item. Anyway, there are ways how to deal with it, develop your questions wisely, put them into separate blocks, try to use those blocks which are similar, let's say the satisfaction and burnout, to place them on different pages that people do not confuse those related items, but these items are not from the same latent construct. And also pay attention to the wording of the items. You can try using the reversely coded items, maybe you will be more lucky than I was, and in this way you can try to avoid this habituation bias. I hope it was helpful, I wish you good luck with your questionnaires, good luck with your research, all the best, bye bye.